0: Hi, this is Pastor Ben Fagelin from Activate Church. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. I hope this message inspires you, deepens your relationship with God, and that you're encouraged in your faith. We hope to see you soon at Activate. I want to talk to you tonight about Cain and Abel. Um, I remember the the first time somebody uh, came alongside of me when we came into this country, in case you haven't wondered uh, or haven't guessed I'm not from here. Uh, This is not a Western accent like the western side of Melbourne. Uh, I'm from Canada. We came here a a bunch of years ago. Um, I remember somebody was really excited. They wanted to take me to the G to watch Australia play cricket. Now, yeah, go the Aussies. Um, One thing that we don't do in North America is watch cricket. In fact, I didn't even know people still played cricket. Uh, I'll be very honest with you. Um, I did not know that that was still a thing. And so when we moved here, uh, people were just convinced that I just hadn't been exposed. And once I was, though, that I was going to love it. And so uh, I went to a, a, a one-day match. And I'm sitting there thinking, why do people watch this? <laughs> All right, that's just, okay, I was uncultured. You can say whatever you want to say about me. But, so now I was going to the G to watch Australia, though play cricket. This is a big thing. So we got our tickets, had, you know, whatever, snacks, a bunch of people that I was with who were all going to teach me the game and help me fall desperately in love with it. And so we're there. We walk up to the gates. We give them our tickets. I thought, I figured I had everything that we needed. And a few guys pass through and they get to me and they tell me, I'm not allowed to go in. And I'm sort of like, sorry, excuse me. Is it because I'm Canadian? Uh, And it was because I was wearing thongs. Exactly. I'm thinking, how Aussie of me to be wearing thongs. But apparently, the section that we were going to, you weren't allowed to wear open-toed shoes as a male. So... I had I was all raring to go. I was probably as about excited as cricket as I've ever been and I couldn't go in. And here's what I learned. They were not going to lower their standards for me. I I was shocked. I'm like, "Come on. This is your one chance to sell me on this game, at least, you know." But they weren't going to let me. And here's what I really want to talk to you about tonight. God will never lower his standards for you. No matter what you think, no matter what your argument is, God will not lower his standards for us. And so I want to talk to you about Cain and Abel. And, and I think oftentimes when we think Cain and Abel, we like, we get, well, I know this story, right? It's right at the beginning. Cain kills his brother. That's the story, Right? basically, in a nutshell, but that's not really the story, and I want to take you through how that all came to be and where that all came from and where it all started, because these are two men who knew God, all right, regardless of how you feel about Cain, the reality is, is that all of those people, Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel, all had good relationship with God, and it's there. There's proof, it's in the text. And so I I want you to rethink this a little bit, because we've all been Cain. Not because we've all murdered, or else none of us would be standing or sitting in this room. (laughs) We've all been in a place where we've had Cain's mentality. And so let's go into the story a little bit. Genesis chapter 4. Now, Adam and Eve had sexual relationships because they were married, sort of. There was no marriage then, but anyway. And she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. All right? Good story, right? This is a good story so far. Right? One of them became a shepherd. All right? They were the two first sons. One became a shepherd. You couldn't both be shepherds. Somebody has to work the ground. All right? Nothing wrong with this story so far. This is a great story. Great story. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best of his firstborn lambs from the flock. Let's stop there. If you just read this part of the story, there's nothing wrong with it, right? Did they both bring something? Did Cain hate God? All right. He recognized that there was something that he should do. It was harvest. It was a time to give thanks. And he brings a portion of his crop and he gives it, offers it to the Lord. Wonderful. And I suppose we, we sometimes get down on Cain. The reality is, is that he had enough relationship with God to give thanks for all that God had done. And so he brings a portion But what I suppose I want to draw your attention to is to what they brought. And it wasn't because one brought plants and one brought meat. That's not the problem. There's a difference between good and God. And what Cain brought was good. It was nice. But what Abel brought was what God required. And there is always going to be a difference. And so, here we have Cain. He's like, I should bring something. And all it says is that he brought a portion as a gift to the Lord. But what it says about what Abel brought is that he brought the best. And there's the difference. It's not so much a focus on what they brought, it's... The quality of what they brought. And so sometimes, you know, we sort of get into a space where we, we're doing good stuff. We're doing nice stuff for God. You know, we, we come to church. We attend. Sometimes we give. Um, and maybe we even tithe, like faithfully, all that sort of stuff. And we think, okay, this is what God wants, right? It's nice. And from the outside, it looks good. It looks good. But the question is, is it actually what God wants? Do we think God's honestly in heaven keeping track of what you give? Do you think he's measuring? Oh, Sunday, July 15. Matt brought. Okay, that's all right. But because he brought that last week and the week before, it's okay. You know, that makes up for it all that. God is not keeping track of what you bring. What God is watching is the quality. Is the quality. Because the quality is the fruit of relationship. The quality of what you bring. So, If you were ever to get into a relationship, and maybe some of you are in a relationship of some kind. Now, my wife was here this morning. My wife likes nice things. I think that's pretty normal. She has, uh, I've gotten her some nice things over the years to mark special events. Every time we had, she gave birth to uh, one of my kids as a reward. I gave her something from Tiffany. And all the women said, amen, amen. Sorry, guys. Sorry. All right. Now, can I tell you something? I didn't give her something from Tiffany because I was rich. I gave her something great because I made it a priority. I saved up some money so that I could give her something that I thought she deserved. If I had, after all of the ordeal of her giving birth to our children, come up to her and said, babe, I got you something. Here's a Casio digital watch. I just want you to enjoy it. I think you deserve this. Now some of you are even, at what is a Casio digital watch? Exactly. (laughs) But none of you wondered what a Tiffany was. It's quality. The quality of the gift that I gave her said something about my relationship with her. And the quality of what we choose to give God says something about our relationship to Him. Because I recognize His value, I recognize what He deserves. And for some reason, Cain brought something that was nice. But Abel brought something that was great. In fact, he brought his best. Now, some people would say, well, maybe Cain didn't know what to bring. Right? We didn't have Leviticus. Didn't have the laws. You know, how was Cain to know? Cain, in the story, is a victim, really. (laughs) Because he couldn't know. Well, that's actually not what the story says. In fact, as we go on, you will see that Cain actually did know what he should have brought. But he chose not to. And so I I just wanted you to get this start to begin to thinking in your head. There's a difference between good and God. There's a difference between nice and the best. And God is never going to lower his standards for me or for you. Alright, so we see these guys and as soon as this comes, what comes next is God's response to what they bring. Alright, and so let's continue reading. It says that the Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. And this made Cain very angry. And he looked dejected. All right. Not only does is there a difference between what's nice and what's great, or what's good and what's, what God wants, but you have to understand that what it says in the text is the first thing that God rejects is not the what; it's the who. It says that He accepted Abel and what he brought. But he rejected Cain and what Cain brought. So here's what you need to know about God. God is looking at your heart, not the what that you bring. Sometimes we see people and we think that they're awesome at ministry or we think that they're awesome at doing this in church and we think, man, they've got heaps to bring. They're awesome uh, I totally get why they're involved, um, but I don't really have much to bring. I, I don't think I have much talent. They certainly wouldn't put me with a microphone on stage because I can't sing or I hate kids, so I'm never going to go in kids ministry. So, you know, like, you know, we, we see what other people have and we think, well, they've just got lots to give. It's not about what you bring. The thing that God is looking for is the Who? first, is, is the person in how you're approaching God and the heart in which you're doing it. And for whatever reason, and this is not articulated here in the word, is why was it that Cain decided to bring something nice instead of something great? And so, again, it's, it's not about... You know, well, I gave a tenth. God, you should be keeping track of this. I gave tenth like five times in a row. It's about the heart in which you give it. It's about the who. It's about where you are at with God that God is paying attention to. Because here's what God knows. A heart that is totally devoted to Him will always bring great. He never even has to wonder about that. That's just how you roll when you love God, when you are sold out to God. He's never going to be concerned with what you bring or the amount because he knows that it's always going to be great because he knows who is bringing it. But when you get into a place where there's a, a little bit of a detachment from God and the relationship is not where it's supposed to be, then you bring God what you think he wants or what you think is nice and you hope he's okay with it. And God will never be okay with that. Never. Now here, here's the, the wonderful thing about this story. It says that God rejected Cain and the gift that he brought. But the very next thing that God does with Cain is talks to him. Here's how we know that Cain and God had relationship. Because God begins to talk and Cain doesn't go, Hello, who are you? Yes, who's that? (laughs) They talked. In fact, I believe probably in all of history, there was a closeness experience between these first people and God that we don't experience. Because it was so normal for them. For God to just be there, for God to just talk. It was just normal for them. And so God begins to interact with Cain. And here's how I know that Cain knew what to bring. is the question God asks him. Cain, why are you angry? Like if if he hadn't known what to bring, if you you don't know what you don't know, and maybe Cain had no idea, but, but here's how I know he knew. It's because God says, hey, Cain, what, what's the G-O? What, why, why are you angry if you know what you need to do? Yeah. Right? And, it, and God goes on. He doesn't stop there. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. So here's, there there is an extraordinary fall between this moment and what happens in the next chapter. Within, Within a short period of time, Cain Moves from, from being a brother in relationship with God to being a murderer. Don't you think that's extraordinary? Yeah. And don't say, well, maybe that was just who he was. Maybe he was just a murderer. That was just his DNA, you know. <laughs> Couldn't escape it. No, it wasn't his DNA. Something was happening here. There was more at stake here than just an offering. There was more at stake here. And this is what God, in grace and in love, is trying to point out to Cain. Is that if you begin to decide, based on your own wisdom, what is right and what is good and what is nice, well, God's never going to accept it. And so now you have a choice. Now when you're confronted with the truth, you are confronted now with a choice. Either I do what is right and get right back in line with God who loves me and whose heart is for me, that's why he's talking to me, or I refuse and now allow sin a foothold in my life because now this is willful disobedience and rejection of God. And unfortunately for Cain, that's exactly what he did. But understand that God, God's desire was not that for Cain. He warned him. But said, if you do not do what is right. Now, it, this would have been a very hard thing for Cain to do. All right, let's, let's frame this out a little bit. He is the firstborn son of all time. Right? Who's the secondborn? Abel, this is not a quiz. I'm not marking you, but good on you for you who remembered what I just said like five minutes ago. Uh, Abel, Abel's the second born. This is not a trick. Imagine how difficult it would have been for Cain to have come face to face with God, have brought something he thought was nice, but it wasn't okay, to then have to go potentially back to his brother, who's the farmer. Say, um, Abel, um, I need something from you. It's called humility. Humility. To do something that sort of goes against all of me, Andrew. To do the thing that I know is right. And this is always the way back to God. This is the path of redemption through repentance. Is to then surrender my pride. Because pride comes before the fall. And boy did Cain fall. But if he had in that moment listened to the God he knew loved him. Everything would have been good. It would have been painful, a bit of a painful pride pinch. But it would have been okay. It's okay. And he would have got right back on track and and the whole of history would have been different. But he couldn't do it. He chose to not do it. He chose to not do what was right before the Lord. He chose to not bring what he should. And sin was certainly crouching at the door. So what have you been asked to bring? It's a good question. Fortunately, we don't have to be farmers anymore. I have no lambs to bring. Right? Back in those days, that was them showing gratitude for the provision of God. That they recognized the first thing that I should do is honor him. Because without him, we've got nothing. All right, it's the same reason why we tithe. The first portion, because the first thing I want to do is recognize him and his provision in my life and be faithful to that. And so they're bringing this thing before the Lord because it was the right thing to do. It is always right to honor God with what he deserves. But what do we need to bring? Well, Paul says in Romans that we should offer our lives. That, that what God requires of us today is all of us. A big thing, right? <laughs> and so it begs the question, how often do I bring all of me to all of him? How do we do that? How do I do everything that I do as unto Him? Well, the the Bible has a word for that, and it's called worship. Right? Worship. It's it's what we do. It's the way we do things. It's the what we bring to God because it's what we, the value we place on Him, the thing that we know that He deserves. And so, if God's looking at our heart, which we know that He is, then how often do I bring my best? Like, really? And I'm not pointing fingers, please, there's no condemnation in this message. I'm not trying to make people feel guilty, because we've all not done it. Yes? Yes? You're, if, you, if you're feeling like, oh, I'm not doing that, well, you're in good company. Because we've all, at times, brought God much less than what he deserved. I brought sometimes what I thought everybody needed to see. Yeah, my smile. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> you know? You know we, know, we know how to do this. You know, be real honest. You know, sometimes you're in the car, and it's all that's in the car is the devil. But as soon as you get into the car park of the church, oh, he smiles. (laughs) How are you? Oh, amen. God's hallelujah. So good to see you here. You know, you know, it's 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 when you have. Have you ever been fighting in the car on the way to church? Or is that just? It's my family. You know, maybe the kids are driving you crazy, or your wife, or husband, but then once you get up, and I'm like, I was just in the car with you, and you were not sounding like you want to worship the Lord with that mouth, you know, yeah, because we, we know how to bring what we think is nice, and what everybody perceives as godly, and spiritual, and all that sort of stuff, but... What we need to realize is that if I'm going to bring God my best, then I do that in the car too. Yes, then I do that actually in the morning while I'm preparing breakfast and I'm tired and I don't actually want to be preparing breakfast or even be awake. (laughs) But I recognized that if I bring my best, I'm doing it as unto the Lord. And here's what I know my wife will never complain with my best. Yes? No wife would ever complain about that. Oh, it, this is way over the top. I, I, I don't need this lavish love that, that you're giving me, it's too much. Like that, you would never hear those words come out of the mouth. Because nobody complains about giving the best. But what we need to get in our hearts is that if I truly love God and value all that God values, then I will always give everyone my best. Because I do it as unto the Lord. And if Jesus were here, I do it for him. Let me tell you a story. My wife and I went out one night. We had pre-ordered Chinese food. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's not the story, guys. So, some of you. I just lost some of you with the <laughs> Chinese food. Yes, hallelujah. Um, <clears throat> we, we had pre-ordered. So the, here, here was the plan. You will drive together... You drop me off, we don't even have to park. You go around the block. I'll I'll run in and pick it up. She was going to drive around. No problem. Easy. I get out of the car. I'm running towards the entrance of this beautiful Chinese restaurant. And all I'm thinking about is food. And I know it's ready in there waiting for me. And outside is a man in a wheelchair and maybe this has happened many times but on this particular night as i'm running the holy spirit speaks to me and says what if it was jesus in the chair would you help him and i'm like oh here we go <laughs> here goes the chinese food i don't know what it was about this particular night and it you know i've walked past people before the Holy Spirit said nothing. Yeah. But on this particular night, he says, if it was Jesus. Now, I just thought it was maybe an object lesson, and, but I was still just going to go right through the door and get Chinese food. But then the guy talks to me. <laughs> and the words that came out of his mouth were, oh, excuse me, sir, I need to get to the train station. Could you help me? Yes. Yes, I could. Yes, I could. And all I could see in this guy's face was Jesus. And if it were Jesus in there, I would give him my best. I, I would gladly never eat that Chinese food to do whatever it was that he asked me to do. And I said to the guy, listen, I've got Chinese food to pick up. <laughs> Does that change anything? You know, no, no, I didn't say that. I said, I have Chinese food. I got to go pick up. Give me two minutes. I go in. I get it. I, my wife then, she pulls out in front. Perfect. Timing was perfect. I, pa- I, no, I didn't actually do that because we don't do that anymore with the windows. It's like rolls down the window. I pass the Chinese food into her. I got to help this guy, babe. And she has no idea what's going on. I said, just meet me at the train station. She's like, what? What? I said, I'll, t- I'll explain later. So I grab this guy in his wheelchair, and I start wheeling him towards the train station, which was two blocks away uphill, and I'm not making that up. It was uphill. So we're on the way, and I'm talking to the guy. I'm tr- I am treating him as though it were Jesus sitting in the chair. I'm very interested in his world how are you? How, how are things in your life? All that sort of stuff. And while we're on our way, he says, you know what? Actually, I don't have a lot of food at home. Do you think you could get me some groceries? Yes. Yes, I think I could. Sure. So I said, what do you need? And he had a list. <laughs> he had thought this through. And I had a list, and we just happened to be wheeling by a grocery store. I said, you stay here. I'll run in and get you the things on your list. I said, Are you sure you don't need anything else? I run in. I grab the stuff. I bring it out. I put it in his lap. He, could, he was absolutely beside himself. He couldn't believe I was actually doing this. But he brought him to the, I brought him to the train station. Now, if, Jesus, if this was Jesus, you would not just drop him off at the train station, would you? You'd make sure he got on one and that he was okay. And so I wheel him up the, t- oh, you, you don't have to do No, it's a pleasure. Happy to do it for you. I wheeled him up through the turnstile. I made sure, positioned him, waited till the train came. I put him onto the train. I said, Is everything okay? Are you going to be okay? And he said, Yes. He goes, I don't know how to say thank you. I said, You don't have to. It's a pleasure. Now, why do I tell that story? Not to tell you that I'm a good Samaritan or anything like that. It's because when I am in good relationship with God, I will always give my best. And it doesn't matter who's in front of me. It doesn't matter what I lay my hand to. I'll just do my best and hope and pray that it reflects well on God. God. Because that is what is pleasing to Him. That is what He requires of us. Not just what we think is nice, but what He deserves. And so how does that play out in our normal life? Well, it changes the way we treat our family. You know, and it's hard. I get that it's hard. I get that... I'd rather be doing Chinese food. I'm honest, let's let's be honest. If it were up to me and only me mattered, I would pretend I didn't hear him at all and then go in the car and absolutely not enjoy my Chinese food. To be honest. I could have done that and and understand that we do often do that with our family. Make it about us. The family's the hardest. Yes? I'll never forget when we first got married. When I go to bed, I'm there to go to sleep. Yes? That's why I'm here. Well, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) You guys just filled in whatever blanks you wanted to fill in there. But anyway, really what ultimately what I'm there for is to go to bed. If you wanted to talk or have a drink or anything before we came to bed, you should have done that. I do. You should too. So I remember when we first got married, we'd get into bed, all that sort of stuff. I'm drifting off to sleep and And my wife would nudge me and say, I'm thirsty. (laughs) Now, in my nature, I just wouldn't hear her. (laughs) And I would love to say that that's never what I did, but there were times when I was asleep already. And all the men said, Oh, you're ashamed of yourselves. That's a lie. But God, in this su- such a simple thing, was teaching me something. Is if it's not about me, then I would gladly do that for her. Right? It's a little thing, it's a cup of water. Even when I want to say, you're thirsty? Are your legs broken? (laughs) Is there something wrong with your hands? I never, never did I ever. She's not here to verify this, but I never said that. (laughs) But if she's first, and if she deserves the best, then pop out of the bed, I get. Sure, sweetheart. Here's a cup of water. I'll get back to sleep later. (laughs) Are you okay? You're not thirsty anymore? Because you give your best. Now that's, it's inconvenient for me. It is not the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. It does not excite me. I'm not passionate about this. But when we got married, I said, I put you first before me. And so... To honor that, to give you what you rightfully deserve is a cup of water when you're thirsty, if you ask for it. This is what I'm talking about. This is what Cain was unwilling to do. He was dejected. He was angry. He was was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do what I want to do. And can I tell you the warning from God is the same today? Careful. Because sin is crouching at your door. And if you're not careful, it will devour you. It's the same thing today. Because it might start out as something small, but it never ends that way. And whatever I'm willing to be disobedient about today will be easier for me to be disobedient about a tomorrow. And it'll slowly get bigger and bigger and the gap between me and God will grow. And so God asks us for our best. I read this beautiful definition of worship and I want to read it to you. I just got to find it because I never use my notes. To worship God is to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. To honor God with extravagant love and extreme submission. That's the extravagant love is always my best. And the extreme submission is never about me. That's worship. I don't come to church to get. I come to church to give. And whatever I get is gravy. Yes? Right? Because I've come to give my best. I've come to help somebody out. Oh, but you're not rostered on. Oh. You help for no reason. That's even better. Because we just come to give our best to, to honor and, and, and to help if we can help and whatever. Just because I love giving my best and not because it's a duty. Not because I'm obliged. Because I heard this message once and I, I can't just be nice anymore. Now i got to be great. You know, I just feel such a weight of oppression over me now. And uh, I, can't, I can't deny that I heard the message. You gotta do it because you want to do it. And that's worship. It's so much bigger than singing. But what singing often does is reminds us and refocuses us to make the main thing the main thing. And that's always God. And to bring him what he deserves and not what we want and not what we think he should be okay with. Yeah? Now, I get, like I said, that we've all fallen short, okay? I get that. We've all made mistakes. We've all brought God something he did not deserve and that he would reject. The great thing about God, though, is it doesn't change his opinion about you. God loved Cain as much after he gave nice as he did before. And if he didn't, he wouldn't have had a conversation with him at all. He didn't write Cain off. He's like, no, Cain, can't believe you brought me that broccoli. Depart from me. He says, why are you angry? You know what to do. Just do the right thing and and it'll all be good. And so here's the hope. Here's the good news. Is that no matter how you're feeling right now about what you have brought to God, the way you live your life, whether you bring Him 100% and all that sort of stuff, no matter what you've done up until this point, doesn't matter if you do the right thing now. Because all that matters is right now. And what you choose to do with the information that you're given. And my hope and prayer is that you would decide tonight to say, God, I want to give you my best and give you all of myself, whatever it's worth. Because that's what you deserve. Hey, thanks for listening to the Activate Church weekly podcast. We hope you are encouraged today and we would love to see you at one of our services. So to connect further with us, head over to activatechurch.com.